Welcome to Brad Kyle's Brad's Motor Works podcast. We'll be talking about some things about BMW, some things of cars in general, and some things about car repair. I hope you find it educational, enlightening, and I hope it increases your understanding of your car. And maybe along the way we'll have some fun too. Thank you for listening, and here we go. Episode number 176, Automatic Climate Temperature Control. Uh, this one is a, written from a, or from a trade magazine. I will be reading the article, okay? Um, it's actually specifically written for Volkswagen, but frankly, uh, we can, you know, let's get beyond that and uh, because it is still applicable to really any kind of automatic temperature climate control system. So, um, so it was in a, a trade magazine called Import Car. It's written by Andrew Markell. And um, I just I think it's a good article because he briefly goes through, you know, the, the different components that are in a uh, uh, automatic climate control system. And so I thought it'd be worthwhile to, you know, if you want to uh, take a listen and maybe learn something about the climate system in your car. Again, it's it is written for Volkswagen. So there's going to be times where he, you know, mentions that. But it's applicable really to just about any car that has some kind of a automatic temperature control system. So. Uh, real quick, if you want to ever get a hold of me via email, it's bkpodcast5 at gmail.com. I'm also on LinkedIn under Brad's Motorworks, so if you ever want to get a hold of me. So here we go. Uh, Volkswagen HVAC, which that means heating, ventilation, and AC, okay, systems have come a long way in the past 20 years. While the basics of heating and cooling may be the same, the controllers and sensors have improved dramatically. No longer does a driver have to worry about dealing with fogged up windows or bad smells driving behind a semi-truck. When a driver sets a temperature in the control head of an HVAC system, what, it does, what does it mean to the vehicle? 72 degrees could be captured in many different settings depending on the outside temperature, humidity, and even the position of the sun. When a passenger then decides that 70 is a better temperature for her zone, things get even more complicated. Automatic temperature control, or what's called ATC, systems require a complex array of internal and external sensors that look at the temperature, humidity, and quality of air inside the vehicle. Temperature sensors. To maintain a preset air temperature, the VW HVAC system will typically have one or more interior air temperature sensors, an ambient outside air temperature sensor, and possibly one or two sun load sensors. Interior air temperature sensors are usually simple two-wire thermistors that change resistance with temperatures, but some are infrared sensors that detect heat from the vehicle occupants. This thermistor-style type usually has an aspirator tube that pulls air through the sensor when the blower fan is running. Others use a small electric fan for the same purpose. A plugged aspirator tube or inoperative fan will slow the sensor's response to temperature changes. Most air temperature sensors have a negative temperature, negative temperature coefficient, which means they lose resistance as, tem- as the temperature goes up. A simple way to check this type of sensor is to use a blow dryer to heat the sensor. The resistance should drop as the sensor warms up. Ambient air temperature sensors typically have a slow sample rate to even out variations in readings that may be sensed at different vehicle speeds. When the vehicle stops moving, the heat can build up quickly around the sensor and can mislead the ATC module into thinking it's it's getting hotter outside. So, most ATC modules only look at the ambient sensor input every couple of minutes instead of continuously. 
On some applications, the ATC module may even ignore input from the ambient sensor when the vehicle is not moving. That's actually pretty important right there. You're stuck in traffic, it's a summer day, and obviously the asphalt is a heck of a lot hotter, and the air coming off of it is a lot hotter than the outside air. So it sees that the vehicle's not moving or that it's moving very slowly, and so it will simply use the last reading of when the car was moving as the outside air temperature because otherwise it's going to start thinking it's getting 100 degrees, 110, 120, 130, okay, and when in reality that's not really what's happening. So, so there are other temperatures in the various ducts. Also, most systems will have sensors before and after the heater and evaporator cores. These sensors measure the performance of the system. Solar load sensors. Many ATC systems also make use of a photodiode solar load sensor on the dash. This sensor allows the ATC system to increase cooling needs when the cabin is being heated by direct sunlight. On vehicles with dual-zone dual systems, there is often a separate sunload sensor for each side. Sunload sensors receive reference voltage from the ATC module and pass current when the light intensity reaches a certain threshold. Some ATC systems have additional temperature sensors located on the evaporator and or compressor to prevent evaporator icing and to regulate the operation of the compressor. Some vehicles also have duct temperature sensors and heater core temperature sensors to further refine temperature control. These are usually found on the dual zone ATC systems. Humidity sensors. Humidity sensors are capacitance sensors that measure the amount of moisture in the air. The information from the sensor both regulates the volume of air projected into the windows to reduce misting and manages the humidity levels inside the car to enhance climate comfort. These sensors are typically mounted at the base of the rearview mirror. From the data delivered by the humidity and temperature sensor, the HVAC system calculates the dew point temperature of the air. Some systems use an infrared sensor that remotely measures the windshield and side window temperatures as well. The performance of the sensor can degrade over time and cause the sensor to malfunction and give false readings. If this happens you will see a code stored in the HVAC system. Air quality sensor. Air quality sensors can prevent harmful gases and unpleasant odors that get into the car or cabin when the vehicle is sitting in heavy traffic, passing through congested areas or driving through tunnels. The sensor signals the fresh air inlet door ventilation flap to close when undesirable substances are detected. Volkswagen, Audi, and other import nameplate luxury car manufacturers are using this sensor. The sensor is typically mounted behind the grill. Just hot and cold? Not anymore. Pretty complicated what's going on there, isn't it? Okay, people, people didn't really realize. I mean, the you know when you think about, especially an automatic temperature control system, it's not just adjusting temperatures. Uh, it's obviously doing a heck of a lot more than that, and everything's got to work right for the system to do what you're asking it or telling it to do. Um, so there's there's a lot going on there, and um, you know, luckily there is certainly on later model cars you have onboard diagnostics. And so part of doing a climate system check, you know, someone's saying, well, my AC is not working. And what they don't realize is that it could actually be working perfectly fine. But uh, at least with a BMW, um, the air goes through the evaporator, which is where the cold air is made. And then it goes through the heater core, which is where the hot air is made. Okay. 
So you could have a situation where the AC is working perfectly fine, but for some reason the heater is being turned on when it's not supposed to be, and so the customer ends up with hot air coming out of their climate system. So they think that there's something wrong with their, their AC. In reality, maybe, that's not the case. But it could be very easy for a technician to start going down the wrong path because if they don't check for either fault codes and or the evaporator temperature uh, sensor, the operation of it, and what is the evaporator temperature uh, when the AC is on, uh, again, they're going to be starting to diagnose what they think is an AC problem where in reality it's a heater problem. So it can get interesting. So anyway, um, you know, again, not something you need to know as a, as an owner or driver of the car, but, uh, you know, again, the whole reason I do these podcasts is for people that want to kind of find out more about their cars. So hope you found it interesting. Again, if you want to get a hold of me via email, it's bkpodcast5 at gmail.com. And again, I'm also on LinkedIn under Brad's Motor Works. So I appreciate you listening. I, again, I hope you got something out of it. Um, you know, that's the goal is for you to be better educated about your car. So appreciate you listening. I hope you have a fantastic day and a great tomorrow. Thank you again. Thank you for listening to this episode. It's been an honor and a privilege to spend time with you. I hope you found this of value. Please share it with family and friends. Above all else, with all you're getting, get understanding. May God bless you and keep you. And thank you again.